The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple and saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that if you do not dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to them, All these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you that you have fought against the temptations to put God second. Help us with your grace to do as you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. World War I, a French writer named Henry Barbusa was in the trenches. And he saw this and heard this conversation. One man was lying in the trench dying and knew it. He only had a few minutes left to live. He turned to another man and said, Listen, Dominic. You've lived a very bad life. Everywhere you, everywhere you are wanted by the police. But there are no convictions against me. My name is clear. So here, take my wallet, take my papers, take my identity, take my good name, my life, and then hand me your papers that I may carry all your crimes away with me in death. The gift of a new start. Grace. He didn't deserve it. Sounds like someone we know that Christ did for us. A gift. Amazing grace. God's work. So we start with the text today in the Gospel. Jesus is baptized, and then there's that funny little line, and the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. We don't like to hear that, do we? God leading us to the point of a temptation. 
There was a purpose, though, for God to do that because many things were falling into place. We look at at Jesus and we look at his genealogy and we look at his birth story and we look at his baptism and everything is lined up for Jesus to be the Messiah. But will Jesus accept? Will Jesus take the test? Will there be salvation as a gift? So we, we are starting the 40 days of Lent. We are following in the lessons a leading to the cross. And so we have some questions to ask. How are we making ourselves ready for the places that Christ will be? How is the mission of God working out in the church? What do we as a group of individuals and a group called the church need to do to be prepared. The story starts out, and Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and then he was hungry. Talk about an understatement. Some of us have a hard time doing 40 hours, much less 40 days. But why? The first temptation isn't just a stone into a loaf of bread, which would have satisfied the hunger. The temptation is Turn all of these stones into all of this bread. Second temptation. From the highest pinnacle of the temple, if you jump, scriptures will say, God will lift you up. The third temptation. Here are all the kingdoms of the world through all time. Bow down and worship me. And in parentheses, and then you won't have to go to the cross. Temptations. But they go on. What happens in the wilderness doesn't stay there. It comes up in the ministry of Jesus again. He didn't turn the stones into bread. But in Matthew 14, he takes a couple loaves and a couple fish and he feeds 5,000 people. It wasn't a temptation. He's asked to jump from the heights of the temple, and he refuses. 
And yet he goes to the cross and is lifted up. He is faithful. He refuses the devil's offer of all the kingdoms of the world. And because he is faithful, God's kingdom goes out into all the world. Those tests are not just one-time events. Those tests take place again and again. And we are given those same tests. We have an opportunity to provide health for those who are sick food for those who are hungry, a home for those who have no home. The hard part about temptations is we think we do it alone. But the Matthew 28 says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That says there is no place where a temptation can take place that God is not there. The most difficult things that happen to us, we are not alone. Nothing so desolate, nothing so far away, nothing so challenging that Jesus has not already overcome. We trust in God's grace, and we trust in the community of believers, and we do things not on our own, but together. So what does it mean for us today? How do we respond to the real physical and spiritual needs of people with us and around us and maybe even ourselves. What does it look like to trust God? Thinking about those three illustrations of temptation. There are and there is authority and power in the world, but how do we use God's authority and power to serve God? How do we live our lives daily knowing that Emmanuel, God, is with us? We do it by grace. We do it by looking to God rather than to ourselves. We need to realize that sin is tricky. We can't hardly use the phrase the devil made me do it without thinking of a comedian 
but the devil is there. Wherever the gospel is proclaimed, there is darkness and shadows trying to overcome it. Jesus teaches us that the more we do things correctly, the more the shadows overcome, and the more tired we get from doing things correctly, the more there's going to be a temptation. There's a false doctrine that goes around the church. It was going around the temple in Jesus' day. And it says, if you are diligent and dutiful, and if you keep all the rules, then only good and pleasant things will happen to you. It's a lie. If you do all the good and diligent and good things, bad things still will happen. There will still be shadows. There will still be the temptation to put something before God. Three temptations in the text. But there really is only one temptation. They're just illustrations. The temptation is, are we willing to fulfill the first commandment? I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Are we willing to look to God so that he is first? And it's there by grace. The answer is there because Jesus has fulfilled all those laws. And the good news, the good news is that ending sentence in the text. And Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Away, and the devil leaves. And then the angels come and wait on him. That wait word is the same word for deacon. To be a servant for God. We are called to be those deacons. To serve. What the whole text points to and gives us hope in is that there is no place where God is not. God is not absent. There is no place that is godless. God is there. God is. The wilderness was a time of testing. But the wilderness was also the time when Israel leaving Egypt 
We're formed into a people of God's calling. You remember it? Manna and Mercy, the the book by Daniel Erlander. That's the whole point. God is making his people. So the temptations are about God's faithfulness to us. That's the answer. The temptation is answered by God's grace to us. Amen.